0: the very first panel of chapter four is Vane in the Sentinel of Light garb standing next to Riven in the Sentinel of Lifeguard who's standing next to Irelia in the Sentinel of Light garb and then Senna just being like that's it what's it what do you mean that's it
1: Of Terra episode fifty five again, but this time part two. And this is
0: a channel first, a part two, (laughs) not a part X.
1: (laughs) A part two, yeah. I'm your host Ryan here with your other host Hetch. What's going on? Um, we're gonna take you know we did it in part one. We'll do it in part two. Housekeeping up top. Let's let's keep consistent. Um, Listen to us everywhere as always. Oh. I forgot to mention the last part. Uh we're now on Amazon. Amazon reached out and was like, hey, we do podcasts now. Do you guys wanna put your shit on here? Like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So
0: so if anyone out there, anyone out there who was already just switched over to the Amazon thing yeah. and is trying to tell us that we're not there, gotcha.
1: <laughs> we got you. Yeah, so we're on Amazon now. Uh, you can listen to us there. Uh, follow us on TikTok for clips. Follow us on YouTube for clips. And then Twitter to keep up to date on episodes. That's the best way. And that's at PodcastCore. That's Podcast, C-O-R. And then you can send an email to us um, at Core at gmail.com. And listen, Amazon sent us emails, which means, are you, do you think you're better than Amazon? Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I just said it. We got you. (laughs) We got you. (laughs) Send us an email there about anything. You know, if you just want to say what's up, just say hi. That's enough. Uh, But also leave a like, follow, short review, slash comment wherever you listen. Um, We appreciate it. It helps with discoverability. It helps with getting the word out. It helps move us up the list so more people can kind of, you know, hop in the insight on some League of Legends lore, uh, but as always, the best way is to tell a friend, just one, to purify the mist more. We're doing more purification by listening <laughs> to the Casuals of Runeterra Terra. This podcast. man actually
0: <laughs> Purify it more. <laughs> you actually typed it in, too. <laughs> I,
1: I hate it sausage. Here. I hate it here. You're doing the rest of this by yourself. <laughs> so this episode we're picking up where we left off on part one and comic four of the Sentinels of Light series or comic, uh Steadfast Art.
0: Yeah, and if uh if if you're a new listener and you're just like hopping into the newest thing that was out there, uh we said at the beginning, but this is a part two, so um go check out part one so that you can hear what happened in the first three comics or at least more of our thoughts less of what happened um and because this one is going to pick up r- really in a spot where like if you, if you're in the dark this is going to be like white. wait white. <laughs> um and also uh, this is your one-time warning This is going to have spoilers. Like, there's going to be so many stinking spoilers. uh, And that's for a lot of characters like Viego, uh, Viego, Akshan, Lucian, Senna. Uh, This is a spoiler. This is just spoiler, 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 spoiler. On top of spoilers. So if you want to read the comics without the spoilers, go ahead and turn us off. Give them a read. And then... Come back here so that you can share your thoughts with us, too, over at Core at Gmail. Yep. Um,
1: but, yeah, let's get into Chapter 4. Yeah, so with having to listen to Part 1, you might also want to check out our Riven and Irelia episodes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much homework. Yep. And
0: as far as, like, if you're asking real yourself, what do you mean, listen to your Riven and Irelia episodes? Uh, chapter 4, the first time I read this. Yeah. I had to go back to chapter yep. three, Same. go back to chapter four, and do that like three times before I was like, I guess I'm not missing anything. <laughs> um, th- Same. Th- this is probably my biggest critique of the whole comic uh, series, which is that chapter four has the most awkward and confusing opening because we're doing some, you know, pulp fiction, uh, like pulp fiction start from the end memento bs. Yeah. Uh where the last panel we had in chapter three was Vane agreeing to join Lucian and Senna so that she can figure out how to kill these wraiths. And it's this very shaky alliance that's being built. And then very first that we end on this alliance in the very first chapter or the very first panel of chapter four is Vane In the Sentinel of Light garb, standing next to Riven in the Sentinel of Lifeguard, who's standing next to Irelia in the Sentinel of Light garb, and then Senna just being like, that's it. What's it? What do you mean that's it? (laughs) No warning. Nothing. Like." I, I wouldn't even have this critique if like the first panel of chapter four <laughs> would have just been like the uh, would have just been the handshake that chapter three ended on like uh, for now yeah. and then cut to this because then it's like, OK, at least I know I'm in the right place.
1: <laughs> that's that's perfect. I was in the same place when I read this very late, too, when I was dozing off. <laughs> so I, it was to the point to where I saw Irelia really and I was like, is that Kaisa? <laughs> I thought it was karma
0: I was like I was like wait so it was like so like is Karma actually gonna become ruined Karma? Like the skin yeah. they
1: put in League of Legends and oh, but man. she was a sentinel Like, I was so lost. Dude, you made a great point. Um yeah, so as Edge mentioned, this starts off in a very confusing place. We now have two additional members, which is why we recommend go listen to our episodes on them so you get a little bit more about why they're there. We'll get there though in the subsequent issues. But Senna's concerned. That's the main factor here.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh,
1: Where she's concerned about doing this mission in the current state they're in. Like Senna
0: is concerned, but Senna is also, like, convinced that, you know, they're out of time. And this is what they've got to work with. Um, And we get a little bit of a back and forth of a disagreement between Lucian and Senna. Where, you know, Senna is sharing these concerns with Lucian. But it's like, no, this is what we get. And we have to make it work, where Lucian is, you know, going back to what we were seeing in the first chapters is like I've lost you once, and I will not lose you again. Uh, So I don't care if you think this is enough; it's not enough, and I won't take that risk. And yeah, so we get this back and forth of this disagreement, and instead of really um instead of really getting like an answer as far as um what their plan is uh we get a flashback of weeks earlier prior to that conversation and then it's like oh okay this is this is what happened before this first panel of Senna telling me that's it and I'm staring at all these new people yeah uh, and Bane's (laughs) Bane's already got her hair cut and everything
1: yeah I I thought it was very, it was a interesting, I think it was good, but also interesting story choice to say, you know, we know where Lucian's mind is at, bringing Senna back and thinking, hey, that was the hard part, right? Because he sees it as now that we have Riven and Irelia here and Vayne, that's icing on the cake compared to what he thought they were encountering. And to have Senna tell him, no, this might be a suicide mission if we have to do what we have to do. And he's like, whoa, that's kind of a shocker for him, right? He thought the hard part was over, essentially. Um, So kind of bringing him back to reality, which is what Senna does. I mean, when they first met um, in Lucian's story, that was kind of her bringing him to the reality of, hey, you've been a loner your whole life, but there's more going on than you think, right? And you can play a part in it. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Lucian has never once been for the greater good, uh, yeah. and Senna is the one that keeps reminding him who what the greater good is. For Lucian, it was just about uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fight for whoever as long as I'm fighting with you, Senna. Yeah. Um. And it and it is like that mentioning that this there's a sacrifice element of just like look, this is what we got and we have to make it work or you know over our dead bodies. Yeah. And That's a great point. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't agree to, to your dead body again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to this point, we get this flashback to weeks earlier. We go to the Noxus Reckoning Pits um, where Riven is in jail. That's where they meet her. And you have more homework now. So <laughs> you may want to listen to our Riven episode, <laughs> our Swain episode, our Draven episode, and our Darius episodes. Our only Noxus episodes. Our only Noxus episodes. <laughs> Pretty much you want to have that in your back. Because those stories alone... Kind of build their own story but they'll fill in a lot of gaps that the comic will not with this flashback this flashback is just to serve the bold choice (laughs) of starting off issue four where they did right they need to fill in that backstory how they got there Um, but something we do get here that's brand new that we don't talk about in any of those episodes is a fact here from Riven so their goal is to distract the guards they're both in Riven's in one cell Senna Lucian they're in another cell and Riven's like, hey, help me distract this guard so we can get out of here. And then whatever happens from that point forward, I'll help you all, right? Uh, because recently she's been captured, if you know the end of her story. And she's like, all right, cool. And they're like, how are you going to do that? And when a guard walks by, she essentially distracts the guard. She grabs the guard from behind and knocks him out to take his uh, keys to open the gate. And she makes a comment, which I never really thought about. Um, but it's a real cool kind of side fact where she says that Noxian soldiers, the way their armor is designed is heavily focused to their front rather than their back because in their culture, Noxian soldiers are never supposed to retreat or run away. And I thought, that's a cool tidbit. Yeah. That story it, does, that's, that's writing a story right there. <laughs>
0: it, it's a very, it's a very cool tidbit. It also like plays into a lot of, um, as as a history nerd, I love all of the little uh, nods that they give to Greek history that they have for Noxus, um, like with the Trifarii, um, with uh, and the Trifarii being more of a Roman. Uh, when you get away from the Greek hoplites and the Roman or, uh, archetype of the building the armies, but the stuff that they steal that's very Greek. It's very much a spartan thing the spartan warriors were known um one do not believe the 300 movie spartans (laughs) wore armor because they're not dumbasses yeah um but they their armor
1: yeah
0: their armor was very heavy breastplates uh, and it was all focused on the front because the the spartan way was that you were to come return home with your shield or upon it with, which would mean your dead bodies being carried on a shield. Yeah. Uh. So it it's it's just playing along with these tidbits from history that they take in, uh, and that is it, it is really nice because we haven't gotten that as far as spelled out for the Noxian army yet. Uh, and the way that we get it spelled out is Riven just being like, yo, yo, get his attention, get his attention. Yeah. I'm gonna kidney punch him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the. There's a panel here when. She gets out, opens the gate, opens up Lucian, um, Senna, and, and um, Vayne's cell. And Senna's like, all right, Riven, what now? And the first thing we get out of Vayne's mouth is weapons. That's it. Weapons, period. Yep. <laughs> She's like, I want my weapons. Not not even a complete sentence. Yeah. It, it is just all, like, empirical information.
0: <laughs> weapons. Uh, we. And this isn't surprising. This The only reason Vayne is even here is because, hey— I can't kill the wraiths with my current weapons. You have weapons that allow me to kill them. I will go with you. Exactly. What now? Weapons.
1: (laughs) Weapons. So we get a fast forward here. They get their weapons. And then the guards, obviously, reinforcement shows up. And Riven makes that promise of, hey, you guys help me get out here. I don't know what you're up to, but I'll help. And they're like, all right, we'll hold you to it. And we have a final panel before we shift to Ionia of once again, a front on shot of Senna who is leaking miss and has bright green eyes. And it's like, all right, what are you telling us here?
0: Yeah, like they, there's definitely something going on. Um, this is also like the point that we, that everyone in the Sentinel of Light party at this point uh, first gets to see Riven in action. Um, Because, like, obviously we get to, you know, Riven doing the whole uh, good guy prisoner act of busting them out. But then we get to see that, you know, she's picking up the broken blade, the blade that she broke. Uh, And it's like, nope, this is is my weapon to carry. Which is kind of, you know, alluding to the weight that she carries due to her story. And it's important that they get that little... That little caveat shown, because we do go to Ionia next. Um, yep. Riven and Ionia have a history. <laughs> just uh just a bit, just a bit of the
1: history. just a little bit here. Yeah. Um and yeah, so we go to Ionia. And the first thing we get in the panel for the when they arrive in Ionia is we know some time has lapsed. So we're once again, the the way they handle the time skipping is not great um in these comics. Um, but it's not too hard to like if you think about it a bit, you'll figure out where you're at. So we went a couple weeks back from that first panel. And now we're moving like probably a few more weeks in the future because we have Riven looking different with Sentinel armor on, and then we have Vane now has her haircut when they're in Ionia as well. And has her garb on as well. So there has there's probably been a moment where they went back to the fortress um at some point. Uh, but when they arrive in Ionia, the first thing they come across is what we've mentioned before in the previous cards um, where the mist is starting to take over these lesser creatures, these animals and these birds specifically uh, in these panels. And they're like, Oh shit, kill the birds until they hear a (laughs) (laughs) cease. That was such a magic, the gathering
0: comment though. Just kill the bird. (laughs) Bolt the bird. Bolt the bird. (laughs) Never Denver's never let a paradise. Never let a bird's paradise sit in the port. Don't let them untap with it.
1: <laughs> and uh, there's a comment here that's a callback to when Vane meets uh Senna and Lucian, where they call the birds monstrosities. And after we get the reveal of Irelia here, she's like monstrosities. I only see one monster here. And remember, our last panel was Senna, Green Eyes pretty much missed billowing off of her again. We get this concept of referring to the one monster among the group. I thought, oh shit, it's Senna. Like somehow Irelia, her connection to nature and you know, the stuff we know about Ionia um, allows her to see that, but no, she's talking about Riven, the butcher.
0: (laughs) Riven and Ionia have a little bit of history. (laughs) Uh, But, like, it it is nice because it does, uh, like, it, it is building upon this whole thing of, like, how all of these characters, for the most part, were, like, confronting some kind of monstrosity. They had some kind of evil that they were hunting out. So everyone's goals align in the sense that they are all a warrior of justice and good um and even riven to an extent despite the fact that riven is the butcher um and that i will i will say though as far as the uh with the whole spiritual connection and everything uh this is this is where i am kind of sad that the the karma uh the whole karma connection to the event where it's the uh, ruined karma was just a skin, and that's it. Because the 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 scene of the birds getting deformed by the mists and attacking the group, and then Irelia getting the birds to like kind of just buzz off. Ooh with ionia's whole ability to connect with the spirits and stuff uh like if this was karma doing it it would have been just so much cooler because mm. uh, like, it's like karma's the freaking avatar it's just like yeah you know, avatar show up and like yeah what what are you doing here what 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 is all this what is i need an explanation yeah um and but maybe it's because it is irelia not karma is why like senna's kind of off the hook in this whole thing like- yeah Exactly. Irelia really is going to be looking for vengeance. Irelia really doesn't care about what spirits that she's seeing. What what she's seeing leaking off of Senna <laughs> with the green
1: eyes and yes. mist coming off of her. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we get another call back to the vein scene where Senna's like, "All right, listen. Just, you know, there's darkness coming. We need your help. Irelia really recognizes that she can't do it alone by herself for what she's been encountering in I- Ionia alone um, and she says I'll help you guys I'll join you guys and we'll, I'll partner with the butcher for now and mm-hmm. it's the it's, it's the constant truce for now so there's like truce on top of truce on top of truce until they can kill Viego and then I don't know all hell's gonna break loose <laughs> and,
0: and, and with uh, Irelia joining the party the panel where Senna is really kind of reaching the point of pleading with Irelia, this is the most human that Cinna looks at any point of the yeah. comics up to this point. Because it, the, she is kind of down crest, or well, she's crestfallen. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of, you know, looking down, downward, a little more submissive. And the glow of her eyes is not made to be nearly as bright in this. Yeah. So you can still it's see that it's like it's like Senna has still got that bad voodoo going on, but it gives this it gives this fe- this appearance that Senna's able to suppress it. Um or like o- almost kind of presents this battling that Senna's doing because like now it's th- that the mist isn't even coming out The eyes aren't glowing as much as they are. It's like Senna's repressing all of that to plead with Irelia that for the good of humanity, can you just help us fight this and then deal with your stuff later?
1: Um, Yeah. And there's a cool line here, which is, you know, um, Irelia says, uh, I hear truth over pain. And she's mentioning her own pain because based on what happened with Riven in her story and what Ionia goes through dealing with Swain. Um, this is soon after that point in my mind, uh, because it's almost like Irelia really hasn't gotten over what's happened to her people and what they've had to go through uh, because of those incidents. And now there's this next thing. So she hasn't been able to deal with her own pain, but the truth is there's something bigger than her that needs to be taken care of. Because remember at this point, if you go listen to Irelia's story, she's made the choice that, her village is what matters, and that's what she cares about. She gets hyper-focused. So being forced to open that lens back up is probably tough on her, because she's still young, too, here as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely at the uh, at the oldest point that Irelia is at in any mm-hmm. of the stories, and she's probably not even over 20, because all of yeah. Irelia's story happens to her when she's like 15. So, you know... It, Spoilers for the Irelia episode. Uh, you know, being a fifteen-year-old and returning to your house to see the corpses of your family, as all of your possessions are confiscated by a conquering nation, um, and then they decide to kill you on top of your family's corpses. It, it, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> I, that's, a just just the, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. So tell. I mean, it the the I, the whole like. For someone so young to still be able to be like, "I hear truth over pain,
1: bro i really <laughs> I really is a badass, <laughs> like that, and then this wraps up yeah this that's wraps a pain up, it's 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 crazy um it's it's a level of wisdom at an age that shouldn't you shouldn't have that yet, um but this takes us back to the headquarters uh and we're back to where we started right at the first panel, uh but we get an interesting flip after all this has happened, where even with the additional resources, they're doing some targeting practice. They're kind of, you know, figuring out each other's fight styles. And what ends up happening is um, Lucian now still feels like they're not ready, even with all this additional work. And we get left off with him kind of wandering off in his own thoughts and physically as well um, from them practicing on the island. And we get the to be continued.
0: Yeah, and and that does play into how he keeps voicing his doubts to Senna about I say his doubts, his fears of not wanting to lose Senna again, while Senna is constantly reinforcing like you know we we have to put we have to put our lives after the protection of the realm. Um, so it, the clearly these doubts just have been eating away at him throughout all of this, and. He's off. And we're gonna have to go into the next chapter to figure out why. Before we do that, uh one of the last uh panels in this chapter, since I mentioned it before, um, we get to see we get to see kind of all the women in the new sentinels of light garb. And whoever illustrated that panel, um they knew what they wanted. They knew what <laughs> they wanted to see. Um the Everybody, like, even Vayne is walking away with a dumpy seal on this. (laughs) Like, everybody suddenly has, like, like double Ds. Like, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And especially, like, leading up to this, like, Riven has been, like, built like Riven. Yeah. But no, and Irelia has been built like Irelia, but nah, not in this panel. And listen, there's no, always a
1: constant conversation about League's style choices across their female cast. And there's plenty of conversation going on if you want to join in on that. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, there's, there's, I mean, we've talked about it like in our Monster Girl episode uh, with Rek'Sai <laughs> and some <laughs> things like that. Um, there's plenty of stuff. T.B. Skyen talks about it at length about how like the diversity of imagery uh, and there's there's stuff out there and it definitely comes up again once you look at the comic, you're like, come oh. on, right? <laughs> you can do better than this.
0: God, you brought up our monster girl episode. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, we're
1: part of the problem. Our currently our most popular episode, but we won't we're, dwell on that.
0: We're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this takes us into comic number five and Hedge do you kind of want to talk about where this one picks up because you mentioned it earlier on okay so
0: this this is going to be picking up into where we were talking about like in one of our most recent episodes uh well I or no 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 the chapter doesn't start off there I'm jumping the gun there yeah. There's so much to talk about. I'm so I know, happy. right? All right, so where this one is going to pick up is going to be taking a look back at Viego because it's been a while. E- yeah, it, it's been since chapter two since we've actually checked in on him. And when we checked in on him, quote unquote, uh, it was when he was still a human and causing the ruination. Now we get to see Viego, the ruined king. And th- we're actually getting to see what... The um, what Senna was warning Lucian about when she first hops out of the lantern It's like the Rune King is coming, we gotta stop it. And the so this very first panel is already kind of a lot to take in because we have Viego, we have another humanoid depiction of Thresh. But it's also a depiction of Thresh that we have not seen in League of Legends or in Legends of Runeterra. Like Thresh is really becoming more of a malleable idea uh, in this, but it's Thresh talking to Viego about how the prize he has sought is finally coming within his reach. And this is where we learn where um, that Viego Is causing basically causing another ruination with all these encroaching mists, but he's sending these encroaching mists out in search of Isolde's soul. And uh we also get to see how absolutely twisted his persona has become ever since becoming a Wraith. Because the first line that Viego says in Ruined King form. Um, is thresh saying hey your prize is so near and speak of my queen as a prize again thresh and i will flay your soul okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, oh yes sir <laughs> whatever and, you say <laughs> and we learned two, th- yeah we we learned, we learned two things as a result of this interaction which are important is that if Viego's control over the mist means that if Viego kills you, you die in real life. <laughs> you so, die in the cave. You die for real. Exactly. So he has the ability to send specters off to wherever, um, which is probably why they all serve him. And because he's able to control uh, mist and like blight kind of comes from him as we speak about in his episode. Uh, so definitely check that out. The second part is to retort to that. Thresh reminds Viego that, hey, I played a part in connecting your person back to your soul. So there's a card I want to mention. You know, it's been a little bit, but there is a card in Legends of Runeterra that does reference this. It's from, it's a quote from um, Ari Rents, who's a dauntless vindicator. And the first half, he says, the mist severs spirit from flesh. It's called Mist Call, by the way. Um, the mist severs spirit from flesh, leaving behind a foul parody of life. Uh, And then he mentions, I have seen it corrupt my lands. So I go now to those cursed isles to end this. And the first part of that is the most important is because we've constantly talked about what the mist does when it takes a hold of somebody's soul. But to know that Thresh Because he behaves uniquely where he can trap souls in his lantern and kind of control them. Uh, Listen to our Thresh episode if you want to know about how he died and how he became um, his version of the Wraith. The fact that he can connect things back and give them more of a purpose plays a big role when you think about Hecram, You think about, um, uh, uh, why am I blanking? Callista. Callista, thank you. I got you. (laughs) You think about Callista and Thresh was one of the first Spectres to appear as well which is another important thing. So we, this is our first glimpse at, oh, Thresh is more important and more significant than we thought. Because once he makes that comment, Viego kind of shifts his focus as far as, you know, the shit talking.
0: Yeah, and it's also really nice to be seeing these details too because it's, it's not just what separates Thresh because of an ability that he has. It separates Thresh from the other Wraith characters because he is not single-minded um like we have Viego is just hunting down the the shards of his old soul we have Hecarim just trying to continue an endless battle Callista trying to find vengeance for the vengeance for the those, against those that killed her Thresh is not stuck on anything Thresh is just kind of like okay let me get all these pieces of these freaks back <laughs> and send them off to work and he's clearly playing at some kind of game and we just don't know what it is but he the other wraiths don't have the mental capacity to do that or at least to our understanding they don't have that but thresh does
1: exactly great point uh, this then takes us back to the headquarters again where we go back to lucian's remember we left off with lucian kind of wandering off Um, At the headquarters uh, previously And it's him in a library Of sorts kind of just digging around Trying to find enough information To make him more comfortable with their Current situation before they go off to fight Or encounter Viego And one thing he comes across In his research is a Picture of a weapon a sentinel weapon a specific Sentinel weapon the absolver So you now have more homework Listen to our Akshon episode (laughs) (laughs) for more details on what that means.
0: Yeah, and the as far as uh, this, well, I'm going to give a, like a count to two in case you haven't, in case before I it. It's a very unique number to choose. Yeah, so. <laughs> a one and a, a two. two. So the spoilers <laughs> of the Absolver is that this is the weapon that Akshan uses. Then the Absolver has the ability to revive the dead at the cost of someone else's life, or specifically the killer's life. So, if it is used in vengeance, it brings back the the victim. Um, and of course, being Lucian stumbling across this, it it's a no brainer that he's going to start focusing on this because he's just constantly, up to this point, reminding Senna and dwelling on the fact that he cannot lose sinna again that it it would break him so hey if i can find a weapon that basically gives me a do-over i'm I'm gonna go grab it and we now get to see lucian go off in search of the absolver yeah so instead of the absolver he finds uh every like Hell, he finds, like, my ideal man. <laughs> he finds the thirst trap
1: of League of Legends. <laughs> so we get a solo mission, and this is, in, you know, I think we read into things a little bit more, but this is the first solo mission since finding Senna, right? So we're fast-forwarding a long period of time. So for him to separate himself from Senna on this mission is a big deal. It means that he is truly anxious, <laughs> this is a more important thing than maintaining Senna's safety having the um, other group of women with him probably gives some security there but this is a big deal for him to go out solo again in search of this artifact and naturally he comes across Akshan um, in the act of doing Akshon things and he thinks Akshan is this lost sentinel he's looking for he's looking for the lost sentinel and he's looking for the absolver um, unfortunately if you listen to Akshan's episode the lost sentinel was Shadia. Um, or Shadia, who was his mentor and an older Sentinel of Light um, who's no longer uh, alive. And he informs her, uh, he informs him that, hey, she died weeks ago, uh, which now gives us more of a correlating timeline to know where we're at in the story based on where Akshan's story left off. And this is...
0: It's really cool because Akshan being a newer character, like Akshan was released after the release of Legends of Runeterra. So he's like just off of the chronological releases of Champions. He's the newest character in this story. Um, the fact that all of his stories kind of tie in to these comics is really stinking cool. Um, I I don't know. I don't know like if you want to go into a lot of detail with it but the there is a short story with Akshon the um, in search of things lost. Yeah. We'll that get there. it's we'll happening here too. Uh okay if we're going to get there girl, we'll get there. Cool. <laughs> I was like I don't, I don't know how deep we're going in. I forgot to ask that. Um but but yeah like specifically with uh Lucian getting there Akshon says you're a week late. So yeah. this is all happening immediate. So we, we just finished his biography. All right. He is uh, he has killed Shadia's killer and the absolver did not bring her back. And then he ended up saving a street urchin much in the same way that he, he was saved by Shadia with the absolver. So then proving that the absolver does work, but it couldn't bring back Shadia so why is his life, he is struggling with trying to figure out why his life is more important than Shadia's. And th- this is all happening in his brain while Lucian's just like, now, hang on a second. I, I need the la- the lost sentinel of light. Yeah, <laughs> and He's like, no, bro, you're too late for that. I- I'm dealing with my own
1: crap. All right? <laughs> I'm busy. Bro, I'm busy. Bi- <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> This is a win. (laughs) But yeah, so we get this conflict of Oxshon being like, I I don't have time for this. And what this leads into is um, Diego showing up. So Akshan kind of goes about his business. Lucian's like, well, shit. And then Diego shows up, which doesn't make him feel any better. (laughs) Uh, And he shows up with the mist. And this is where we get the reveal um, to the characters of the fact that Viego wants Senna back in his or in his control because she has a piece of Isolde in her. In order for him to get Isolde back, he needs Senna. And the deal he offers him isn't really a deal. He says, "Lucian, here's what I offer you to do. You give me Senna, I get the piece of Isolde back, and then you go back to being a loner and forget this happened." That's it. That's the deal. <laughs> deal. Bro, bro. That's a madman. Hey, you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> take
0: it or leave it. I, 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 let me make you an offer you can't refuse. Like <laughs> I will take your million dollars and then you can live without it.
1: Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good what? one. And the funny thing about that is Lucian's like, well well no. And he's like, all right, cool. Fight this mist. I'll see you later. So he bounces, leaves Encroaching Mist for Lucian to fight alone. And he almost loses. Like, it's the point where he's like down and out kind of situation, losing consciousness. And Akshan shows back up. He steps back in. And he decides, all right, screw it. I'll help you. Here's some absolver action. Him swinging from the ropes. You know, the good old Akshan stuff. And he tells him that, you know, as Hetch mentioned, he's like, if this hasn't been working up to this point, despite all the warlords I've dealt with, he's taken his revenge, but she's still not back. Which also leaves a window open of what happened to Shadia? How did she die? Right. Because if if he figured out that the absolver does work within his hands, then why isn't she back after he took revenge? Um, and in the meantime, he's like, well, since I have this massive new question to answer, in the meantime, I can help you all out all right i'll come hang out i was being a dick before let's let, let's chill
0: yeah and and they they never like specified in the comic but like when after like akshawn comes swinging in and we get the nice akshawn action um he just looks at lucian and is like welcome back and then lucian is like was i and it's like yep sure were," and so then it's like uh wait lucian dead the <laughs> Viego just like gib Lucian just I mean that that kind of fits because yeah. know, these uh you know these bruiser types and 80 carries do not mix. Uh, the AD carry, if he gets in touching range, he's <laughs> the 80 <AD> carry's dead. <laughs> what you don't have flash anymore? Sucks to be you. Um <laughs> but so like and it also plays into Akshon's story. Again, he's Everything is very fresh for Akshan. This is all happening within weeks of each other. Whereas at this point, the sentinels of light have been moseying around for months at this point. um, Where, you know, Akshon is like a week into a very fresh wound um, and you're trying to dig and pry about it. I don't want to answer these questions. Yeah. Um, And the one of the ways that he is now being forced to answer these questions is saving Lucian's butt. And then he's like, wait, so this kind of brings up more questions and I don't know when to answer them. And Lucian's kind of like, well, now come with me, come with me. If you want to fight Wraiths.
1: And I think it's funny that he says, all right, you know, I appreciate the offer. Just let me know when you need my help. And he's like, right now, we got to go right now. Right now, And right now. What, He's like, "All th- right, th- let's go."
0: What you think? You think uh, uh, I've got it like in my like my Google Calendar? I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll email write... you. <laughs> no, like... add me this... to the calendar. and Send me an invite. <laughs> Optional an Outlook invite. invite.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so that that's where Chapter Five ends. Is with you know Akshon kind of coming to terms with what his stock in light as a sentinel of light is. And Lucian going, well, we got to go. Um, so then that takes us to chapter six. And chapter six opens with a very pissed off CINNA. <laughs> and let's talk about some of the best CINNA panels that we're going to get. <laughs> All right. Like, we, there's a lot in, like, pop culture as far as, like, the these... Um, these mythical characters that people like to align themselves with and the relationships that they build. And it's like, oh man, you know, like there's, there's some of those. It's like, I want a relationship like that. And then (laughs) the nerd communities, the nerd communities always make fun of the people who want Harley Quinn and Joker stuff. I think we've finally gotten past that, but you know, you, you get it, you get it. You know that I no Sina and Lucian. That's what you want. This this is what you want. Lucian coming back home thinking that he did a good thing and Senna being like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> no, I don't care if you did a good thing. You left without talking to me. Yeah. And like, it, 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 I'm I'm kind of hamming it up because I do find it funny. Yeah. Like this, it's a it, good panel. It, it's a great panel. And all of it's leading through this like argument that they have is great. The dialogue is fantastic, but we do get the, kind of underlying thing that's been throughout this whole comic series which is the more passionate that senna gets about lucian you need to recognize that what you did was kind of messed up like you left without telling me anything um the more passionate she gets about that the greener and brighter her eyes get yep the more that we start seeing that there's a little bit of mist around senna like something's wrong (laughs) Yeah. still even though it's this very natural yeah we've been a married couple forever conversation
1: yeah and we as the you know with the with lucian encountering Diego, we now know right what is in her um which is part of these who is a mist wraith remember she killed Diego. um <laughs> So this then takes us to, you know, we get a little interaction between Akshan first meeting the group of women. We know Akshan as the playboy of the streets, uh, and they're not taken kindly to it. Listen, when it comes to being uh, uh, a dashing young man, uh, Vane, Riven, and Irelia are not the ones to play some game against. (laughs) That's not where you want to practice. They are not the
0: ones. (laughs) oh boy are they not the ones and this comic is constantly just like man that very first panel because like I also love that like the panel of Akshan introducing himself to them is luckily we've been I've been poking fun at the illustrations of the women in this comic one it is the same for Akshan like Akshan straight up looks like like a family protag. <laughs> no, he looks like a fan drawing of Akshan. Yes. Yeah, he does. Like, he looks like someone who, like, has really, like, they've got a real crush on Akshan. And it's like, this is my chance to draw what I see when I look at Akshan. Yeah. That's what Akshan looks like in his panel of introducing himself to the women. And then we get to Vane and Riven reacting to it. Which, one, <laughs> Vane is like, cool, I'll just kill him.
1: Like, <laughs> if I kill him it's over
0: but again i had been poking fun with how the women have been drawn in some of these panels they did not draw them in this in, like that at all in this panel yeah. Vane and Riven look like Vane and Riven yeah. they look like trained killers and they're exactly. ready to kill this, this imager slash tumbler drawing It's <laughs> <shot.
1: laughs> so good. And then we get the finally, Senna's like, all right, forget all of it. We have to go. Because remember, they were already in a rush, and then Lucian disappeared, which is why, honestly, she's angry. So now they have to take the oath. So, as we've mentioned, I mean, episodes ago, the Sentinels of Light exist for the purpose of fighting back against the, you know, Runation Mist, et cetera, right? They serve a purpose. So they have to take the oath, the, the oath, the oath of the Sentinels of Light, which yeah. will then put them in direct conflict with the.
0: To take the oath, you must have a glass of oath milk. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You must take the oath. Drink the
0: oath milk. <laughs> the oath
1: milk. It's very popular these days. <laughs> so they take the oath and they follow, you know, because uh, at this point. Senna is the oldest, I mean, Shadia being dead from what we know from the list of Sentinels of Light, the the person who has the most knowledge is Senna, so she leads them through the oath, all these new members. So they take the oath, and then boom, the battle begins. We're now in Viego's domain, and from how I see it, from based on how these panels are drawn, I wanna see, Hetch, if you feel the same way, it actually teleports them to his domain versus them traveling there i'm assuming that's how it feels i like i i get that feeling too like i can only like
0: logically i can't see it as a teleportation thing yeah. just because like if we had if we had a yordle mm-hmm. in the sentinels of light one i'd be pissed because <laughs> all yordles deserve death um <laughs> but if we had a yordle then you know it would kind of give you like the excuse of like okay like someone kind of guided them to bandle city and then from bandle city they made it to the the shadow isles um but it i mean there's a lot of the magics behind what caused the ruination and what really drives these encroaching mists that Mm. we don't understand so i i can I'm down with the whole teleporting thing. Okay. Um, Like, even if they didn't teleport, it could be a thing of, like, they completed the oath, and then Viego just was like, sup? Oh, bring them to me.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, like Viego
0: just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I sense a disturbance on the mists. All right, let's just get this over with. Snaps his fingers, and they're there. Because, I mean, he's, he's already been doing that. He appeared on Lucian's heels to yeah. try to strike a, the
1: worst deal ever made (laughs) exactly so this yeah so this takes us to what we've been working up to this point um where we get the first confrontation between the whole group uh because remember up to this point Senna doesn't know that Lucian encountered Viego at all um so they're all meeting Viego at his throne with Thresh by his side and we get a little dialogue here and one thing that stands out which is important to know is that Viego's like you Senna have my the person I love within you right and I need that and what she lets him know is he doesn't know that Isolde is not happy the part of her that is Isolde doesn't want him as he is doesn't want to be back with him as he is because it's not the man she fell in love with uh he doesn't like that (laughs) (laughs) I I mean he he
0: has destroyed an entire nation well two entire nations if you count the you know the just the disrepair of camouflage under his reign. Um, he's destroyed two nations in the name of this woman and then is now in the process of destroying the whole world in the name of this woman. Yeah. Like, what is there to dislike, Isolde? Wait, <laughs> I don't What get more? It. What more can I give you? No, Hedge, Viego is a nice guy. And, you know, nice guys, they... <laughs> They always finish last. She, Of course, she's going to pick some jerk like Akshan. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to get canceled I so know, fast.
1: Right? We've got a great line here from Lucian, though, that remember, the first half of this story was that parallel we told you about. And he breaks that here at the end of the story where he's like, listen, we've both had our loves taken from us, but only one of us is trying to destroy the world. So that gives you the clear "I'm not like you, I was destroying myself, but I was not trying to you know bring everybody else into the pain that I was suffering from,
0: yeah, and uh and Viego's response to that is um, yeah, i uh, I promise that when I reclaim her now, the oblivion it shall grant you will not bring pain."
1: Thanks once again. One of those deals that I, he has. He's not, real, he's not a real deal maker. He's not the person you can to the business side. Th- of this
0: is this is a real reason Cambois fell into disarray. Is because <laughs> it, he just knows nothing about like like foreign policy. <laughs> he knows nothing about like markets. <laughs> I mean, he knows nothing about he, he can't even barter like forget about l- these large macro decisions of finances between kingdoms
1: and these exchanges of resources the man can't barter Yeah, Viego's the guy who sold Amazon at $6 in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> he was like no this is the peak bubble bursting <laughs> It's only downhill from here. Yeah, and we have uh, Lucian saying, you know what? I'm done, and he starts firing. So we finally have our action scene, and we're going to get a bunch of panels of Sakuga, some good old <laughs> animated fights of just some back and forth. We've built up to this point, right? And a lot of the fights before they start, you get a bargain or a truce where they're like, oh, okay, we'll help each other out. Um, but they go all out. We get to see, we get a large full panel here of some whoosh, some swack, some pumes, all your action sounds, the different type of you know, abilities go off because Viego's not fighting alone. He's using the mist to his advantage. And this is the mist in its domain, right? So probably at its strongest point, you know, as you usually get in any type of fantasy types thing. Um, but yeah, we get some like what do you think about the action shots here of yeah. each individual? We have a back-to-back of Axon and Vayne working uh, together, to kill some mist. I do love that you pointed out that this is going to
0: be like the battle of Viego at his strongest, because we get that with Lucian, you know, kind of being like, nah, screw this. He fires, the cheap shot. And Viego literally just lets it hit him while just staring at Lucian. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. And then just fight happens. Like he would like nothing happened. So, you know, like I'm not imagining Lucian was firing a warning shot. (laughs) especially you know a warning shot that just landed on his chest exactly lucian's shooting to kill so yeah this is this is going to be the toughest fight that any of them see here uh and as far as like with the action and everything uh the thing that i was the most hyped for is um all the comic book sounds so you get your your swoosh and your raw but also it's specifically with riven because then you get to see that she's got the blade reforged except it's a sentinel of light weapon yeah so like now it's like the blade reforged specifically for killing wraiths yeah it's just like okay yeah this this is like this is like perfect nerd fantasy yeah like it's like i'm remembering playing like bunny girl riven way back in the day (laughs) and trying to build the carrot and it's like this is so much cooler than a carrot (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: Oh, I want to reference our last card for, you know, this part of the series here, um, which is Withering Mist, which is a card that um, pictures Viego's specter weapon, like his sword transforming. But the quote here is the great part of it it kind of sums up his view on the Senna Isolde um, situation is his quote here. I will take what I want and dispense of what I don't. And that's pretty much his plan. It's very simple. His goal is to get what he wants, which is Isolde, from Senna's being, and then ditch away with what's left. He doesn't care, right? He wants okay. what he wants. And that's kind of, unfortunately, how he lived his life up to this point, right? Um, Viego's not, like from the beginning, is not a bad guy, but he's not really a good one at any point either.
0: Yeah, he he's never a good man. He- yeah. But it, it, it shows like the moral ambiguity of just humanity, like mm-hmm. the fact that you, can't over, you can over obsess with something to the degree that you end up hurting society or even more than society as a whole, just off of your obsession. Um, but the big thing here is that like outside of Isolde, it's not so much malice. It's that he doesn't care. And we get yeah. to see that in his fight, like once Lucian and Senna are like, "Let's go, let's do this together." The only thing he says to them is, "Oh, tedious," <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, like, oh man, y'all are gonna make me fight." I wanted to, I wanted just to chill today. Yeah, <laughs> like, like tedious. And then you know, then we get like the the anime thing deflecting all the shots and everything.
1: Sakuga, yeah. Sakuga. Um. um. Yeah, and then this takes us to a the pivotal point in the fight, which is Lucian engages directly, and then you know me bringing up Withering Mist, which has that picture of his sword. He uses his sword to teleport behind Lucian. Lucian loses track of him. Where did he go? And then we get a panel, which is very important because we get a shot of Senna deep within her within herself talking to Isolde, saying, we have to stop him. And all of the mist around her turns to light. It gets absorbed by light, and then she opens her eyes, and her eyes are bright yellow. And this is the first time we get to see that change in color because Isolde's like, you're right. We need to do that. That's not the man I loved. We have to stop him. And she gets, you know, that super powered up and loads it into her weapon, fires it, at Viego, and hits both Viego and Thresh.
0: Important, important. Important, important. Like, we we get to also see that it is not just a sense of humanity coming out of Senna, because we have Isolde going, like, you know, saying that this is not the man that I loved, so and I cannot stop him, but I can give you this which is the hallowed mist to fight his encroaching mist so we get to see this like all of this isn't necessarily like you know a part of sinna that's in there it is coming from isolde and it is a power that is comparable to what viego is doing which is also a power that is twisting the entirety of the shadow Isles and bringing it Bringing the mists away from the islands to the mainlands of Runeterra. So yeah, th- this is um, th- this this some powerful crap going on. That's that's a lot to take in in just these quick sets of panels of Diego and Thrush's demise
1: here. Exactly, and then we get the line here um, where she says, "If my Diego's soul cannot know peace, then he shall be where he can do no harm." or do harm no longer and that's Camivore um, takes him back to his decrepit throne in the fallen city of Camivore uh, and he's binded to that throne uh, by the light So that's a great kind of resolution is that we can't she doesn't want to kill him doesn't want to destroy him because he still is a part of him but binding him to the place that he, is completely responsible for destroying seems like that's re that's 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 reasonable punishment for the crime
0: yeah and also like even if it's if you can argue that the crime deserves something more uh it shows that Isolde still loves Viego like it's again this is power this is a power that we know is a lot to take in because this is combating what is moving these forces away from the islands and if it's strong enough to fight that then it's got to be hella strong and she uses it just to bind viego to camivore so it, it is a i don't want to kill you but i can't let you do whatever you want so i'm just gonna bind you as far away from all of humanity as possible and then hopefully in this binded state you can find peace, and that will allow me to find peace. So we we get to see that, you know, is there's still love there even from Isoldi. Like, even though she's is saying that this isn't who I fell in love with. Um and then then we finally get to see, you know, Lucian and Senna celebrate in the victory that they've done it. But the key thing as far as them doing it and well, the victory being had by the Sentinels of Light and now they have freedom to do whatever they want um, this giant blast did not kill Viego and it hit Thresh so did it kill Thresh? Dun we, dun, dun 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 we get down to the last panels with Lucian I've been fighting for this day for so long. I don't know what to do now. Senna says we could do whatever we want, you know, superhero movie ending. Yeah. And then we get to the shattered throne of the of the Wraith King and a speech bubble that just says, sweet deluded fools. And behind the throne, we get now a golden lantern. Not Thresh's normal lantern, a golden lantern. They think themselves a victor here, but the true victor is me and Thresh laughing, but not just Thresh laughing, a human Thresh laughing maniacally. And our final chapter of the Sentinels of Light is the end for now. (laughs)
1: One one additional piece is that <sighs> also we get the encroaching mist going into the lantern um, and there's a bit of it behind them as well, which leads us to believe we now have a human thresh who probably has no restrictions on the human plane as far as being there and probably has the control of the mist under his control. And to what Hedge mentioned earlier, we know that when it comes to, uh, the persona of spectral beings, he's the one that's been able to maintain his persona the most um, up to what we know at this point. So yeah, this is, this kind of brings us to the, the end thought here, which is like, I did not, I enjoyed the comic. I think we both did. Um, oh yeah. But I didn't expect, I expected a couple of endings. Didn't expect this one uh, for them to leave it open-ended because we've waited so long for this story to be told, I thought they would kind of wrap a bow on it. But we do have the game coming out, which is the Ruin King, which might add more to it as we get more characters because there's different characters involved in that game. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that they went this route, uh, and we'll find out, won't we? At some point, we yeah, have to. I, they better. We,
0: <laughs> they better. Like holy
1: crap, they better. Because
0: I, I, again, we have waited a very long time to actually get to this point of um seeing the story unfold of senna's return to runeterra um and because i mean you could i know a lot of people would argue that it's like oh it hasn't been so long since viego has been released but senna's been out a long time yeah um so people have been waiting for this and for it to end on a cliffhanger is um man man it's that's It's it's good writing but it's infuriating at the same time yeah um and I, I'm excited, too, to see, like, the... Because, uh, obviously, it, with it ending on the cliffhanger, it's so easy to kind of get stuck on, you know, what what is Thresh now and what kind of threat that Thresh is bringing to Runeterra. But, uh, again, they're ending it with Lucian and Senna being like, we can do whatever we want now. And the rest of the Sentinels of Light had very very flimsy bonds yeah (laughs) like they they, it shows them walking off in the distance they don't say a word as far as like this whole ending thing because of course this is Senna and Lucian's fight yeah uh and they, we we've got Irelia and Riven like probably going to go at each other's throats uh, <laughs> Cina, though Sinna was like at the, for the first time in all of this, has shown like a little bit of control over like the mists and yeah. showing that these mists are different than the encroaching mists mm-hmm. that was all around the this return of the ruination. Um, she still is ending with green eyes. Yep. Uh, and Vayne now has a weapon that can kill wraiths. Yep. Uh, That's all Vane was here for. (laughs) And Akshan is clearly not hitting it off with any of these ladies. So, (laughs) like, what's going to happen to the Sentinels of Light after this? Because, like, I don't see it being, like, a clean-cut thing of, like, up, there's a new baddie in town. Sentinels, assemble! No, (laughs) these guys don't want to assemble. Like... (laughs) Like Lucian and I, I would love it if like the, when we start getting into like the next bit of story, like the tutorial for the uh, for the Ruined King game, yeah, just being like Lucian and Senna running for their lives from Vayne. It's <laughs> just like you know, like one of those boss fights that like yeah. you're not meant to win. Yeah, that's teaching you the game, and it's Vayne being like, "All right, our deal's off the table now. I held up my end of the bargain." Now it's give not. me a
1: corpse. <laughs> no, that, that actually, you make a great point there. Um, and, you know, this kind of ends, you know, this part where, for the comics, went through the comics part one, part two, uh, but there is more to the Sentinels of Light story uh, that we'll get into in some subsequent episodes coming up. So keep an eye out uh, for the next parts where we talk more about some of the stories that came out during the uh, Sentinel Sentinels of Light run uh, here. But, I think what will happen is as we shift into some other stories from the riot side of focus uh, We'll come back um, As you probably get some trailers of the because we have you know the jinx movie we have uh, Bandle City, we have so many things that they plan on doing They'll probably come back when the trailers start running right for that Uh game and they start getting ready to sell it Where we'll get more details on that and we'll be here to bring you those details. We're not going anywhere Bandle City. Let me stop. Okay. And with that, it just had to be Yordles. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Let's not let him get going. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Just
0: had to be Yordles. Uh, Take care, everybody. For now. For now.